Billy Idol. Um, and I mean Billy Crystal. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 134, entitled Marriage Advice. We've talked for the last two weeks about some of the heavier parts of marriage. Now we get to lighten things up a bit. Tonight, we'll be talking about good marriage practices and patterns. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take a relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Hey, Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. Things are great, but you feel alone. They're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing in mourning. Then we hit the main topic. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. In Rome. Rome. Hi, everybody. Hi, Chris. Welcome back. It is so nice to be back. I know. Who's this guy? We found him. I was in hiding. I was in the witness protection program. Ah, right. Yeah. You are not nearly cool enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good to be back. Um, I would like my good is just going to be some some updates tonight um, because there's just there's a lot of little things in life right now that are that are good. Um, for example, Ben thriving at Pitt, mm-hmm. doing great uh, uh, in his uh, college endeavors. And um, we've gotten to see him a few times. Um, like the first month, he did not want to come home, which was which was kind of cool in a way. Like he um, was just all in. You know what I mean? Like he was well, just that's best case, yeah. right? Like that's he was good. he was not homesick, and he, to the best of our knowledge, and he was just you know putting all his his um, effort into just like fitting in and becoming mm-hmm. a part of things, and 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 he did that, and that well, was great. And I think too, it's interesting because they're you know. 15 minutes away and so i you know like i went this to school at pitt johnson it's an hour and a half away it's like right. you pick your you pick your times but with with pitt you're you're 15 minutes away sure so it's never bad yeah, right? right it's not it's not a bad if they want to come home it's not a bad uh, right. commute and so he's done that a little more often lately and that leads me into one of my, our other my other goods is um just fall activities like the month of october so good for getting to the you know getting to the pumpkin patch and doing different things we well, didn't go to the pumpkin patch uh, well, it, it, and funny enough we no, haven't either I'm not sad. Um, no. Well, yeah. go ahead well, Sorry, that's good. no that's great um as the kids have gotten older we've transitioned out of things like i know eric you are uh knee deep in the idle wild phase right mm-hmm. now yeah which is an awesome place thank you for the Can't fountain believe photos you by went the way. there <laughs> like sunday or whatever it was the two, two Sundays two ago. Two Sundays ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was like cold and rainy and oh, was it actually a... the sun came out. It was it wasn't bad. Okay. It was good. Nice. Yeah. And I, I mean that's a beautiful place. And I kind of miss those days too when the kids were younger. But like this this year, Ben and Lily and I 
We hit Phantom Fright Nights at Kennywood. Yeah, how'd that go? Also a lovely day. Yes. Lily went with you, too. Yes, I know, right? And you would think, oh, no, she's not going to go for, like, surprises and and things. Yeah, but she actually owned it. Huh. New season. Yeah. All right. And she, uh, and it was great. Yeah, perfect weather. It was, like, almost a full moon. I don't know, maybe it was half moon, but it was bright that night. And um, just perfect like 55 degrees you know so you're in your your sweatshirt but it's it's comfy (laughs) nice size crowd and none of us had ever been there before and we just like that was a you know that was a big kid thing to do that's not the little kid thing so that was a definitely you know different different thing amy would not no way she does not like scary things but uh, the three of us really enjoyed it and had a great time together And it's so funny, like we would go through like one of their haunted houses or something, or even just standing in line for something. Um, Lily would be there with her ears covered the entire time because you just don't know who's going to come up on right. you and whatever, people right? people walking around, right. just scaring. Yes. And, yeah. But we would go through like, really, there's one of their haunted houses was really excellent in a scary way. Like it was scary. Lots of jump scares. Through the whole thing with her ears covered, and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen at the at the end of this? Right. Is she going to be like Meltdown. in tears? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We get out of there, and she's like, "That was awesome. That's Aww. so funny." So it's totally a precaution, wow. even while she's enjoying it. So, That's so yeah, funny. yeah. So there was that, and then um, for Amy and I, I mean, well, I just I mentioned you know fall stuff that I've done, but um, Amy's been um, focusing on. Uh, some of her writing she's been you know sort of an aspiring author for a few years now and and just getting all kinds of different ideas out there and working with people and and groups editors you know just just different things and so she's sort of had um i think a nice time to to sort of focus on that lately and and uh uh just just try to try to sort of take the next step and and move forward with 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 that uh, as well so i mean we've got a lot of just cool things going on awesome um, my bad would be i don't even know like just the i guess the the dark side of 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 the busyness is that like uh we don't have as much time for for what for other things for getting together we get it what uh, uh for you guys yeah no no not enough time for podcast no never mind that's being inappropriate <laughs> you know other things <laughs> sure i mean i don't want to yeah yeah um but it hasn't been that bad so it's 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 overall everything's been been uh, pretty good my food my it, it's cozy food time like summer like steak salad and stuff that's like over ro- now. like roasted chicken now and, and, yes and soup and yes, I so I have two. I my my chili has come out, so I've I've had a, a batch of chili lately, and then I've also had a, a pot roast. And man, I just love those are like comfort foods for me. So when that time rolls back around, I love it. And the weather's matching it. You're a big weather guy. It's true. We got fall again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time you were here, you were talking. You were lamenting about how summer was hanging on. Oh, it was and... July, right? <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean. He... It was right after the fourth. He's like, "Can you believe that we're still it's having still summer weather?" Summer. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but no, late in early October it was. It was 80 degrees it was. and whatnot. October it was, was actually. It's, this has been a really nice month. Been a lovely, yeah, month. yeah. So that's. Uh, it's so funny you're talking about uh, Lily being scared because I had a moment tonight. Um, my favorite Pixar movie is Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a good one. 
Yeah, I love the plot of it. I love the characters. Everybody, you know, it's just so funny. Billy Idol. Um, and I mean Billy Crystal. <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Um, and I forgot that the opening scene's kind of scary for a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the premise is like that it's dark in their room, and then there's a monster coming in. Okay, spoiler. Maggie, right. told, Maggie told me all about it's the that opening tonight. scene. <laughs> so like I was like, let's. Pl-. I want to. Was like, I want. Daddy's gonna pick what we're gonna watch, and I put I put that on because we watch the same things over and over and over again. Um, and she just got into Lilo and Stitch, so we're getting into like the full featured right. kind of movies, right? Yeah. So I was like, let's let's watch this for a little bit. So she's watching it and she's like, she's, you know, just staring at the screen, like in the dark room and the camera's, you know, moving around, the kid's waking up. And then like the monster starts emerging out of the closet and she just like sinks back into, into the couch. And I was like, Oh boy, I might've made a mistake here. (laughs) And, and, uh, the monster comes out and tries to scare the kid, but then the monster like slips on something and like falls on his butt and you know, he's like panicking and cause it's all this, like this test, right. it's not a real kid in there. And like <laughs> the scene finishes and she was like, let's watch that again. Oh, <laughs> she, just, she just wanted to watch this <laughs> so the opening all. scene. Like we watched it like three times in a row. I was like, let's, let's keep watching the movie. <laughs> She just wanted to be like scared, You're missing like, the nuance of the plot <laughs> like, Maggie. over and over again. It was just so funny. It was a cute moment. Aww, um, this is all foreshadowing, and that was good. That was a good moment of my week. Um, and it literally happened an hour ago. Uh, another thing, we went. We, we've had a, a lot of solid fall activities too. Like we yeah, went to yeah, the that's... trolley museum. Um, oh, that's a good one. This past weekend with my Difference. parents, it was different. It was cool, and it was really cool to see. Um. Man, there's some really neat trolleys back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like you saw, like the it would have been like first class trolley, and then there was like, oh yeah, this is the peasant trolley. Did you guys this get, is, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like did that. you guys get to climb up in? And, yeah, we yeah. and we rode we rode the trolley. Yeah, and we, there was a little pumpkin thing they had going on. We got a pumpkin, and they did they did a really nice job. So shout out to the trolley museum. It was really cute. You get they give you a pumpkin and you can decorate it. And it, it, it was it was really really nice. Um, and uh yeah just some good what good sunday um had a kind of a lazy afternoon which i needed really bad um just been working a lot but um yeah just that it's just been been solid um bad this isn't the worst thing that happened to me this week but it's one of those things that like it's just annoying um so i went to a deli i'm not going to drop the name i don't want to i don't want i don't want to be that guy um went to a deli and I got the the kid behind the counter who's just kind of like, Ugh, you know, and I spouted off what I wanted to him. Oh, you spouted off? Well, not spouted, but you know, like, <laughs> seemed no wonder the kid was a little. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was nice. I was, and I listed everything out that I wanted, and, and it was one of those moments where like I, I listed like four things, and I was like, he's not listening. I was like, are you gonna remember all this? Like in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. You do this probably almost every day. And uh, some deli people, they, you know, you can give them, you know, five items and they're, they got it. And, uh, he, he, he got the items for me, brought them back. I should have checked them. Ah, uh-huh. oh, Um, but I wanted a pound of mortadella and a half a pound of roast beef. Um, you know, cause a pound of roast beef would be a lot more expensive <laughs> and i just wanted a little bit but he gave me a pound of roast beef and a half a pound of mortadella bless mm. his heart <laughs> you know can i say something one of the yeah. best one of the best that lex oh, used to work wait at, 
And I wanted the non-pistachio mortadella, uh, and he gave me the pistachio. Ah, that's the worst. <laughs> Come on, bro. So my wife, Alexis, used to be a manager at Chick-fil-A, and I think one of the best processes that any company can put into place is let me repeat back to you exactly what you just repeated mm. to me yeah because that's what they did it's like they, they do that like you go through the drive through and they will repeat back to you exactly what it was that you ordered yeah and so many things get caught there so it's such a simple well, practice it's, it's but it also practice. it's so smart because it confirms what they ordered but it also in case the orderer made a mistake right right Right. You know, and then, oh no, I didn't mean that at all. Right. You right. Know, and right. Well, you're repeating it as the as the as the employee, so it's being ingrained in your brain. And and also right. it gives you the company kind of the you know disclaimer like, look, I, I repeated back to you what you because Lex would say people would come through the drive through and like they're repeating back verbatim what the customer just said, but like the customer's in the car smoking weed and like not paying attention, and then they come back and complain about you know and they still order complain, wrong. but they have less to they have right. less. But uh, like as a, as a pra- anyways, this yeah. isn't to talk about business practices, right? And uh, but then I also you know on the other end, I mean I didn't want to spend the money on it, but you know got to enjoy some roast beef and it was really good. <laughs> um, but I, I made this like horseradish mayo sauce. Yeah, you're big oh, horseradish that's a way guy. To, I love that's a way to horse, own it. I love horseradish and uh, and I used some Duke's mayo and it had this nice bite and tang. Oh man, it might be my new favorite sauce. Like oh, it was so good. Love bite and tang. Bite and tang sounds like a comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's been my week. Cool. Um, I've got several things. I think there. I can do like good and bad. Um, that that would be what we do. Yeah, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm gonna combine the good and the bad. Uh, I think maybe like a game where you say something and we vote good or bad. No. Oh. What I mean. This it, is bad. What I mean is. <laughs> Right now, my I, I, I'm in. I, I don't want to say high demand, but like my I, like I'm running in the red. You know, like there's things happening in my life where I'm I'm running at not a, a lot of margin, not a lot of margin. Um, kind of a high stress level, and like I don't get necessarily stressed per se. Like I don't get anxious or anything like that. But you feel the stress of life. You know, you have things that you're doing at work or or whatever. You know, life situations, and you feel that. So that's that's. What I'm doing, right? Like, there's, there's just a, I'm transitioning. I mean, I'll just, I'm transitioning from one job to another, and so there's a lot involved with that. Finishing big projects, trying to meet expectations mm. on both sides of the fence. Um, and then on top of that, one of my customers uh, today had, or yesterday had a very um, like emergency situation, and so mm. it's kind of a crisis situation. With no for them. margin, there's not a lot of room for an emergency. Right, right. But then all of a sudden the emergency, you know, comes right. to the forefront. But so there, I, w- I would say that's my bad. I mean, it has, it's not even really bad because my, my good is I thrive on that. Like I can thrive really great in emergency situations. I can thrive really good in crisis situations and I handle high demand situations well. Um, thank goodness I don't have to do it every day. Right. But when I need to do it, I can do it. And so, you know, I can rise to that occasion and, and that's, that's, so it's a bad. That's what I mean by bad and good. Sure, because I don't want it, but you I'm can be also, a great mountain climber. But you're tired when you get to the top, right? Exactly. Well, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So that's, I think you fit that mold of the. You, you've got that classic singular focus. You know what I mean? Like you, you can focus on things. Yeah. I see that in you. So when mm-hmm. that when those situations arrive, you're like, yeah. boom, right? And and so and I was just thinking about it today. Like, wow, the, you know, I'm just there. There's so many plates I'm spinning. There's so many little and big decisions that I'm making right now, and like. 
I could fall into that. Wow. You know, that's, that's a load and it is a load, but at the same time, I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that I can handle those things. Um, and and get through them because you know right you're right like here's what i have to do right now you know and then i by the end of the day here's where i have to be let me be there you know what i mean so um i, I would also say that uh, lex and i had a great date night this is this goes into the good now um lex and i had a great date night on on friday night we went out to uh uh, Pittsburgh Mills. They have a haunted house out there, Scream House Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. um, and we just had it. We, it was it's just such a good time, just such a good time with just her. two of you. Yeah, because like we talked about last week, two weeks ago, you know, some of some of the things that I shared, um, you know, we needed to correct that, and so that was what we 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 made a commitment to do that on Friday night. And um, that was your first time at uh, like a haunted scare first, house. Yeah, it was the first. What did you ever. think of it? I was like getting up in the clown's faces. Like I was getting like, I, I, yeah, I could see that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, Hey, so, you know, and, and they're like, back off. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> they're like, that's my job. I don't come to your work and well, like, flip burgers. <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiting in line. And, and this girl, like she, she walks up in, in full costume with like these, um, these teeth. There's like, you know, way more teeth in her mouth. than yeah, should have yeah. been, um, you know, those, those demon looking eye contacts. Yeah. She was a customer. Like, she walked, <laughs> she might've, but she walked up and she, she just like looked at me and was like, yeah. And I was like, Hey, and like I looked at her right in her face and I told Lex, I was like, I just looked into her soul and she wasn't comfortable with that. <laughs> she didn't expect that. So, um, so that was fun. Ethan and I are watching stranger things together. Um, you know, he, he'd been oh, waiting. Oh, nice. Yeah. This, is his, this is his first time through. First time through. Nice. It's, yeah. it's the first season. Um, cause we, you know, Still season, the season, season three was kind of dark. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, season three was pretty dark. Um, and so we kind of warned him and so eventually he was like, yeah, I want to watch this. So we've been watching it. And even today I was like, Hey, did you watch it last night? And he was like, no, I w- I'm, I'm just waiting for you. I was like, oh, buddy, you don't have to wait for me. He's like, I want to wait for you. Aww. So that's really cool. Um, as far as my food, <laughs> uh, I alluded to this earlier with Eric, but I made your famous ranch you know, yeah. dip. You didn't take any of my chives that I told you I would give you. No, I went and bought chives. I went yeah. and bought dill, but I forgot about the parsley. Ah, and so, little... like, I I com- I combined everything, and then I realized t- ten tablespoons of parsley, <laughs> and all I had was dried oh, parsley yeah. from like a year ago on the windowsill where the sun beats in. And I was like, eh, it's probably fine. Uh oh, it's not fine, is it? No. How much did you put in? Ten oh, tablespoons. Oh, dried. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not fine. From like a year ago. Oh, you I only use one third the amount dried that you use fresh. Oh, one third. I said half. I was off too. So I choked it down. I was like, "This is fine. This is fine," because I had your chicken, and I was like, "I'm going to pretend." So, but anyways, that's my. <laughs> Did food. you keep it? I still have it in my fridge. Um, I mean, you could. You could. I'm going to reset it. You, you could, could add like. <laughs> Another thing of three times the amount of mayo, three times the amount of sour cream, three times the amount of the other spices, and it'll still have bad parsley in it. Well, it's funny. It was funny because, like, you know, you, you talk, you, you buy the thing of sour cream, and then you fill it up to the top. Like, whatever's left, you fill that vacuum with mayonnaise. And I had just enough mayonnaise to make it perfectly flat. I was like, so you went yes. one to one? What do you mean? Well, like I like to use a little. Oh yeah, no, more mayo uh, than sour top. cream. No, right? I, I I just did one to one, but like, and that's that's what I was excited about. I was like, ah, oh, it's flat. It's, Perfect. It's I don't have to go back to the this store. This is great. Right. It's gonna be the best. Yeah, when you don't have to go back to the store. That's the best. But yeah, then I got into it. and I was like, oh, fresh parsley. Damn it! It's and you look over at the parsley on the on the window, and it's like, <laughs> it, yeah, it was. It was like brown. I was like, I'm gonna regret this, but <laughs> it smelled like fish food. I'm making this deal. <laughs> But it tasted worse. But yeah, it, it, it 
It's not oh, good. that should have been your bad. Uh, so sad. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I'm going to start off negative, and it's also a positive. And I woke up this morning in one of my wake-ups, because, you know, I have several sleeps through the night, um, then driving Bella to school and whatever. I woke up just so negative. And I mean woke up like I'm laying in bed still asleep, but but waking up. Mm. But just like I would go from topic to topic in my head. You know, it's like, why does so-and-so not come to church? And how come that person didn't really come through on the volleyball team? And how come, you know, the disc golf course, you know, there's not enough volunteers to help maintain it? How come? And it was, and I'm like, all right, stop it, stop it, stop it. All right, here we go. And then how come? <laughs> and I was like driving my, I'm going to just look at my phone. Well, how much positivity is there on your phone? Right. Nothing. I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at that. So that's what was negative because it ruined my night's sleep, my morning sleep. Until I just stopped and I started to pray. And I was once again, I just had this conviction that once again, I'm, I'm, I'm performing for God, not living life in concert with the Holy Spirit and with God, that he's there with me, you know, and, and in the trade days, like that was an intimate relationship with God that, I mean, I, I begged him all day, every day. I mean, I'm not just talking about for Trey. It was like, I got to go back down to the hospital. I don't know what Rachel's going to be like. Is Trey flipping out? Did he break his, you know, his Broviac line? Is it this? Is it that? And everything. And and I was just so, I then, it was on my, like, I went back to sleep. And it was very nice. It was just a very comforting moment. We sort of talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So I haven't gotten completely uh, perfect at it yet. But it was a good reminder, again, to just have that. Sweet, for lack of a better term, intimacy mm-hmm. with God in a moment and just rest there and be right. like, all right, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I living above reproach as much as I can? And my, you know, do I know that he's in control, even if I'm a complete moron, which I'm not. So that was my bad, but it's still good. Right. Uh-huh. And my good is twofold. One is the disc golf course that I made a commitment, I don't know, three weeks ago, uh, maybe a month where like, hey, I've worked on this course all summer and not played it that much. And so you guys know more than anybody else because I immediately show you guys my <laughs> scorecard while you guys are not able to play or choose <laughs> not to. Because um, it has not taken me more than 30 minutes yet to play nine holes. I, I have to tell you, every time you text a scorecard, every time I'm like, I cannot wait to do that like some afternoon and then it never happens. But I because you don't make it happen, Chris. It's true. <laughs> it's because, you know, that after or after work time, it's like everything, you know, that's decompressed time. What, but that's the perfect thing to do. To you decompress. should stop on your way home. Don't go home. Yeah. yeah. Don't go home. Just hit nine. Lots right. of men never go home after work. <laughs> right. I should try that. But it's been fun, and I'm learning the course, and I'm trying different discs on different holes, and I've had good rounds, and I've had bad rounds, and the course is in good shape. I mean, we need a lot of clearing still, but – and, and I, I even went over the other day because I still get so bummed out when we get a negative review on U-Disc. Mm-hmm. But I read all of them the other day, and I'm like, except for the one, they're pretty fair. And, yeah. and some of them are like, you know, well, the fairways are too tight, and you can really lose a disc. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a teeny tiny course. Throw it straight. Like – Part of it's never going to be wide open. Like, right, right. I don't care. Like, no, there's definitive lines you're supposed to hit. Right. It's a, it's a very much, it is what it is. And, but I mean, like still like, I mean, it's low, it's like less than half, but still like half is pretty open. You know, there's open shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the good and the weddings this weekend. I did a wedding at Heinz Chapel, which if you've ever been there, you go, oh, Heinz Chapel. 
Um, have you guys ever been there? It's a dump. Never seen in the the inside. Yeah. Uh, it is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. and that is a pipe organ. Yeah, it like is. the minute they played, they played it at the rehearsal so that people wouldn't be startled uh-huh. for the wedding. Yeah, conditioning them. But uh, the staff there, I mean, that's a wedding factory. I mean, they yeah. churn them, boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, it really is. And I was ready for like the grumpy staff people, whatever else. A man and a woman, probably a 65, 70-year-old guy and whatever, middle-aged woman. Delightful. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so nice asking me about Penn Hills because I had my gear on because I had to go announce after the rehearsal. And so that was great. And then Matty P's wedding, um, great. Mike uh, Mike P, apparently at the first wedding during COVID when they're in the backyard that we weren't there, he said it's a legendary best man speech that was the best of all time. Everybody told him. Uh, or at least one person did. <laughs> and so he had to get up and, and, you know, he said he wasn't allowed to do it again, but it was perfect. And and he decided he had two different jokes and halfway through each joke, I'm maybe 15 feet away. I'm pointing at him because I know what's coming, even though I don't know, but I can see where he's going before anybody else could. Yeah. And then he delivers the punchline and I was just like the proud uncle and <laughs> smiling at him and pointing at him. Uh, so it was just a great time. They glow sticks at the reception which was new and mm. Matthew and Riley are big into EDM mm-hmm. um, electric dance, electronic dance uh, music. I uh-huh. appreciate that. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, I would encourage it at any wedding. It made it. I mean, it was a crazy fun party. Yeah. I mean, a little, and it wasn't EDM music all night long. It was upbeat dance music, mm-hmm. whatever. So it was good for food. Joe and I had our weekly uh, jaunt to the, uh, some of Pittsburgh's finest diners and we went to the highly rated cherries diner um right in market square okay and uh it comes in last uh that was i mean they were nice but it was a little it was dirtier than the others and the other ones weren't very clean still searching Um, for sponsors so anybody from cherry's diner probably not coming but it was it was really cool (laughs) we walked in and we knew something had happened like everyone's just kind of looking at us but like it wasn't like hey we're regulars right and then this senior citizen lady looks at me as I'm sitting down and she motions to her right and she said oh he's been all over the place and I see the waitress is standing at a booth and there's an old man there with with a less old woman and she's arguing with them and I can't tell if he has got like dementia if Mm. he's drunk out of his mind or if he is mentally challenged and so the whole place is quiet and they're just watching and this lady's kicking Mm. them out and mm. she's like, you know, and he doesn't talk well. And then she walks away and then looks back. And she goes, so you're not leaving me with him. Well, the woman had left that the guy was with. And uh, she just left the guy there. Mm. And then like the one lady comes out of the back and I was like, oh, it's on now. Like she was dirty gal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a guy comes out behind them and I'm like, oh, yeah, you send the two women out. <laughs> and then our waitress actually complained about that. She goes, do you see all my male co-workers come out and protect me and i was like no i did not ma'am <laughs> but it was cool because he hadn't paid she kicks him out she's like don't pay and he was like but i want to give you a tip and i laughed out loud which was inappropriate because i'm like no the tip comes after you pay sir <laughs> but there was a guy at the next table 25 year old kid and he just you know pulls out this wad of cash and he just hands it to the waitress he goes here this is for his bill oh Huh. And I was like, not a baller move right yeah. there. Yeah, that, that really is. So, but that that was entertaining. That made it better. Right. right. The food was fine. Yeah. It was yeah. fine. But yeah. like, it was fine. Uh, recommendation recommendation from Jess of Ian and Jess. Ah, yes. Um, G and uh, G's. Music factory. Uh, in Vandergrift. It's a hike, oh, well. from, it's a hike from Pittsburgh, but <laughs> from worth Oakland. it. From Oakland. 
Yeah, hike from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Joe, I'll get you back by dinner. What, also, the, what Wade, this golf course is near there? Also, Wade's an Deer export legs. in Manor Grill. There you go. Mm. So, all right. Well, that'll be our weekend plans. I, I'm just, I'm just passing along a recommendation. Big fan of Jess. If you uh, are ever up near Titusville, you should check out this place, uh, Perkins. <laughs> Oakland. If you've oh, heard of it. Perkins. Oh, man. That's, Get that's, out of here. Also, our mm. famous seafood as well. Meadville. <laughs> and we have Italian there as well. It's a lovely <laughs> multicultural spot. <laughs> Perkins. <laughs> Perkins would not necessarily be a great date night, but it could be. Because if that's, it is if that's what keeps your relationships together. It is important that we have good marriage practices and if you will, customs, so that we don't have to go where we went the last two weeks. Right. Now, we talked the first week about the fight that every couple has, and it happens time and time again, and it's about emotional needs not being met or taken from them. The details change, but the emotional needs are the same, and the problem is most people in relationships aren't even aware of what emotional needs are, what theirs are, certainly not what their spouses are. And so that's why the fight replicates itself. Uh-huh. And last week we talked about some problem solving and how do we work out our disagreements. Uh, we mentioned Trixie last week. I ran into Trixie last week and uh, she somewhat aggressively told me that we misrepresented her point. Uh-huh. Whoopsies. And so whoopsies on the Trixies. Yep. So she said her point was just because there's a disagreement doesn't mean that there are hurts. And that, hmm. therefore, there doesn't need to be any reconciliation. Uh, okay. And we talked about that for a while, and it was n- not the time nor the place. And I, you know, we sort of like ended up argu- not arguing. <laughs> so uh, we disagreed, but then I apologized. No, and her point was there wasn't any need for apologies hmm. if you're just simply disagreeing. And I finally got to I went, okay. But if but if you disagree poorly and it ends up a problem, right. then you need to resolve it. That's what I was going to say. I wasn't even here last week. But like... What? I thought you were here. That sounds so much like Amy and I. And like we have so many conversations where w- we can disagree about something. One of us will think, okay, but we're just talking. But the perception of the other one is totally different. So that you might have something to apologize for. You don't even... Re- or want, not maybe not apology, you want to make but, sure yeah the slate is clean on the way out right well and like you can have a di- like you can have a disagreement about like a new topic or whatever but if you have that reoccurring fight which is what we were talking about yep that's different right correct right. but last week's topic was conflict resolution hey from the sunny state of north carolina uh mary lynn said welcome back chris and also bad news Chris. Uh, my mom just said perkins closed a couple years ago in titusville <laughs> Well, there's no reason to go back there, I guess. <laughs> well, there's the one there's the one halfway to Meadville or in Meadville, so it's not the same, Brian. You don't mention uh, Meadville around a Titusville man. <laughs> Come I'm on. Just, I'm just saying it's on the way to Titusville if you're if you're looking and for And it's that always fix. snowing in Meadville. Yeah. Yeah. Even like in right July. Now, snow. Like right oh now. yeah. It's like huh. Somerset. Snow. Yeah. Straight to Absolutely. Jail. And you would know that if you went on lots of trips with your wife or if you were out because you were building the relationship. And so we put a call out. We put the word out. To everybody who sits at the table with us each week. We don't have listeners. We, we, we don't have fans. We, we have people who sit at the table. That's right. And so we put it out on all of our social medias and everything else. And uh, we got two responses. They flooded it. On, uh, <laughs> on what, so what we're here is the reason why people are at the table is they don't do good things and they don't have good practices. Or else they would have shared that with us. Well, and to be fair. We did it last night at 10 o'clock. Well, and like the uh, the majority of our our 
uh, people at the table uh, listen later on in the week. So they may if, not have seen the call out. Right. So if you do um, hear this, please write in. You can contact us at lunchtimeinroom.com um, or email us at lunchtimeinroom at gmail.com. Great. But Brian, you got a couple of responses. Yeah, well, I got one. Um, I thought I had more, but they didn't respond yet. They just told me they hated olives. That's the other one. But the first, but both people hate olives. No, yeah, they, so mutual hate. They have That'll mutual help. hate hatred for yes. olives. But the one from Corey Uber, uh, he loves me selflessly. So that means a lot to her. That means a lot to Corey. Where um, Corey's is she? Yes, yeah. and, and 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 so Stephen um, Uber loves Corey Uber selflessly, which is different than just he loves me, right? You know, selflessly means a lot of things. Sure, it, does. it's sacrificial. It is, uh, it's compromising. Um, and, and you know, if you don't have a sacrificial kind of compromising love, uh, it it can be difficult. Um, to to sustain things because if you always have to be right or if you can't compromise or if you're not willing to serve your your spouse, um, you know I, I think servant leadership is one of the most critical things of a marriage of a of a uh, you know of a deep relationship, um, you know and it's a balance because it's it's servant leader it's 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 a person willing to humble themselves but also at the same time um, make decisions and and be decisive and move in a direction and so you know i think it's a good response um well sure it is so and i would put that under the mutual giving except you're saying what's interesting is Corey doesn't say we love each other selflessly he loves me selflessly now the quote on the the question was what do you do more importantly what does your spouse do so Uh, she's probably answering it that way right right, right. Um, unless she's like no 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 i love selfish selfishly (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's what Corey would do. Yes, but if she's a high need for security, it probably meets that need pretty good. Correct. What yeah, about yeah. you boys? What do you do in your relationship with your spouse that makes it better? And it's and it can be something uh, emotional like that or, or relational, but it can also be what you actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Amy and I right now, I feel like the season that we're in, it's mutual giving. It's making sure that we're each getting time to ourselves mm-hmm. doing the things that we want to do like outside of the house on our own like uh, like me going disc golfing or poker night with the guys or she's going out with the girls you know that kind of thing um because right now like I, I don't know how single parents do it i don't uh, i don't know how they do it. we've said that so many times yeah. through the years you know i i don't know it, it really does take two and i would say it even takes more than that you know we're very blessed to have um you know, family and whatnot. Yeah, but it takes we're, six. Yeah, we're yeah. we're very blessed to have e- just just each other so that we can do that, and it, it's very helpful for, for me. And I and I want Amy to do it more than she does, and I I think she's getting she's getting into that now, um, because like if I know that in like coming up to this weekend, like Friday, she's gonna be doing something, and I got Maggie. If I know that that's coming, I got it. I'm right. on it. That's easy. Like, I can plan for that in my head. Like, I'll do this with her, this it's with her. getting ahead of things. Yeah. And, like, I like to have, like, a plan for the night and then bedtime, boom. And then I'm, you know, doing what I want to do and it's all good, you know. Um, so, it really helps me even when I'm helping her. You know, like, it's, it's even, like, that mutual giving. Like, if we can plan that out and help each other in that way, like, it, like, I 
wonderful. I don't know. If, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have that. And that also goes back to being open and honest and vulnerable. Like, yeah. I need some time off. Like, yeah. I'm happy to help you. I'm, you know, we're here together, but I need, I need a weekend night off. I need a, whatever. I need 20 minutes. You know, that's the other end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then another thing would be like, is when we're just like, we need date night. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just being, we, we need to go out. We need to ask one of the grandparents to put Mags to bed and it's just me and her. Um, most recently we did a more bigger date night and we went and saw Chris Stapleton and got an Airbnb and that was just a great night. Um, and, but yeah, that, that's, that's a big player into it too. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Um, I think, I think for me, one of the most foundational things that, uh, Lex and I ever did right from the beginning was just get the, get our, our priorities in, in bedrock. And what I mean by that is God, us, and then everything else, even kids, you know, there's like three buckets. Everything else is in the one bucket. Her and I are in one bucket and God is at the head of it, you know? And again, it's, it, it might be cliche. It might be whatever you want to call it, but that was important for us right from the beginning to say, when things start to get out of whack and they will, we have to go back to this understanding of how we're going to look at all the spinning plates in our life and all the things that we're doing and everything that we are. And I think a lot of people just get into it um, and they they don't have any sense of there's no pole star. There's no foundation. There's nothing to bring them back to. And for us, that was very important. I, I used to bartend at a hotel and I was in banquet and I saw... We did all different kinds of parties, concerts, weddings, all these different things. But I did a lot of weddings and I saw so many couples get married for sex for, you know, we, we, we hooked up like two weeks ago and now we're getting married. Like how long is that going to last? You know, and maybe, maybe it lasted forever. But my point is, you know, I I think you have to come to a bedrock of where where are you going to return to when it gets really dark? Um, And so that was ours. What's our, what's our priorities? Well, and I think that's, it's interesting how this has evolved in our conversation because we've gone backwards through the three essentials of any relationship, mutual giving, loving selflessly, open and honest communication and Christ at the center. Again, Christians doing a podcast. Um, and that even comes back to, you said the mutual thing that you both have, you know, Christ at the center of your life and your relationship. You know, for your other friend, it was, we both hate olives. All right. So that's the foundation of, you know, but if you don't have that commonality, then you don't have it. Right. And so it's neat that we walk, walked our way backwards through the three essentials. And, you know, I think out of that comes at least for, at least for Lex and I, um, something that I, I call structure with flexibility where, because we know where our priorities are, we can come back to that bedrock, which gives us the freedom to be able to go out and do what we want to do, you know, and, and we're always we're always coming back to like where's the balance but in that it's it's go be yourself like you can be yourself within the relationship because we know how things are supposed to fall and, and so there's that flexibility that comes with that structure you know and I, and I really value that because you need I think you need very much need both of those um, in your personal life in your relationships you need to be able to be you but also understand that there's a bigger picture, you know what I mean? And so I think that that has served Lex and I very well over our, you know, 20 going on 21 years now. That's awesome. And I, I like to like you have the, it's almost like life 
bumper bowling. Like you just have, you don't want to go <laughs> yeah. in the gutter, but you got a lot of room in the lane right. with a very wide lane. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's the analogy falls short for me. Um, probably the greatest thing I've done for Rachel. And because it's an area where being that my hurts go to self condemnation and I feel like crap and I probably have a good bit of guilt as well. And I, I was talking about this with Joe because Joe is got a girlfriend and I was saying how, you know, he was getting better at not feeling terrible when she feels terrible. Mm. And I joked and I said, you know, it's taken me 22 years of marriage to get to that point. And what I mean by that is, you know, I have never been detached. Some people in relationships, the other person can have the worst day ever. And they're like, whatever. Right. And they don't check in. They might yell at them, whatever else. That's mm -hmm. never been me. Mm -hmm. I'm the opposite because I'm generally filled with self-condemnation and, and guilt if I'm hurting. So therefore, I feel like it's my fault or I'm a bad husband or I'm a bad whatever. Mm -hmm. She might just have a bad day. Mm -hmm. and it's got nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Right. But if she feels bad, then I feel bad. Mm -hmm. And I want to, number one, make it better. Well, that doesn't work because now I'm not responding. I'm not joining her in her pain. I'm telling her, don't feel that way anymore because it makes me feel bad. Mm -hmm. So then it's also selfish and I'm taking that from her. Well, then guess what? When she doesn't get happy, well, now I'm going to get angry mm -hmm. because you're still mad and I, I failed again and I've made it all about me. Mm -hmm. And so I've worked hard over the years to certainly I've never been detached. I'm not that guy. But to be able to join her in her pain or in her grumpiness or in her tired or whatever it is for as long as she wants, which being married to Rachel up to a minute. Right. <laughs> um, but then, and it really happened last year. I can walk away and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you can call codependent, whatever you want to call it when you're not okay. Mm -hmm. And so that is a real gift to her that I can let her not be. Oh, it sounds so funny. My gift to you is I'm going to let you not be okay. <laughs> but to just let her, you know, to let her know I love her. I'm here for you. Whatever else. All right. Deuces. I'm heading out or I'm going to be downstairs or I'm going to be upstairs or whatever. It, it allows it to just be what it is. And she had a terrible work year last year. Yeah. That was a tough one. And in a lot of ways I told people I'd say goodbye to her Sunday night and Friday evening, I'd reacquaint myself with her because yeah, wow. if I tried throughout the week, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. So I would provide for her, make her dinner, do whatever I could, drive the kids around as much as possible. So that's a discipline thing that I've worked hard at over the years and I'm a lot better at. And I do have to be careful that I don't go the other way and become detached, mm -hmm. but it won't. So that's the sort of relational thing that, uh, that we do. Um, we've talked about that you're supposed to have a marriage staff meeting every so often. Mm. That that's what we were trained and nobody's ever come up Do with a better like term. Not a good term. <laughs> we don't, uh, but we have a check-in. Mm -hmm. You know, we will just check in every once in a while. Hey, is everything all right? Where are you? What do you need? And that's pretty important because she'll share that. I mean, even big, bad, tough Rachel will say to me, I'm, I'm just anxious. And I'll be like, about what? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You know, and, and so we check in with each other. But it's not me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I'll say, I'll say to her, like, hey, are you okay? And she'll be like, mm, all right, are we okay? And she'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, that's, you know. So um, I feel like you guys have good dates, like enough good dates regularly. We're going to get to that. Take your thunder. You're taking my thunder. I don't mean to. We have gotten very good at problem solving. And I think we referenced it last week. She is the one who doesn't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. So I've given her the leeway to not have to talk about it right now. And she has given me the comfort of, we will talk about it. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten good at that. 
Yeah. Are we great at it? No, we've gotten good at that, but that's okay because we were terrible at it mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So I guess my point is for anybody who's at the table with us, you better have your style and it better work. And you want to work on that in a marriage. Of, okay, how do we problem solve? Trixie when you have to. <laughs> um, lastly, you should have date nights and date nights like you were just bringing up. Don't include other people. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember when they taught us that when we were in training and I was like, oh, we don't, we don't go on dates. You know, because we're always, oh, we'll go this couple. We'll hang out mm-hmm. with these people, whatever else. And to be very honest, we still don't. Yeah. But what we've incorporated is we take trips. Mm-hmm. And we've just stumbled into it really through the church blessing us, you know, the one pastor appreciation with, with a weekend getaway. And that sort of started now for about a year. Almost every quarter or so, she and I go away for mostly two nights, but one night at least. And nobody goes with us. And we don't meet anybody when we're there. We're not visiting relatives. You know, we've gone to the mountains. We went to the middle of nowhere, Pine Batuming once, went to the mountains once. Lake Erie? You guys went to Lake Erie. No. Or was that with the kids? That was with the kids. Yeah. But went to the resort, which the church paid for. So we did the resort. We did middle of nowhere. We did the mountains. And then we did small town last Airbnb time. is a wonderful thing, right? That's three Camp, of the Camp four Camp have been yeah. Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. And it has been. And I think that is because we're building memories. You know, Rachel always likes to use the term Mitlow family adventures, which sometimes is code for... Boy, we're in the middle of a like the whole family is going somewhere we don't want to go, doing something we don't want to do, and she's like, "It's an adventure, hmm. right?" Um, but in a micro sense, specific to us, that's what we do, and I think that really sets us up for a good marriage. Yeah, for us, I would say almost all of the good marriage practices for us have happened in the past uh, since we met you guys. Hmm. Yeah, like, Hmm. so that sort of transition in our life and sort of, you know, focusing on relational needs. Well, at first it wasn't even focusing. It was just really just, what is this? (laughs) What's Jay talking about, you know? Um, But I think that understanding, like, when you you reach a point, and I know I, I'll say we for Amy and I, but mostly I think me, when you struggle with... um, trying to, to understand the other person as much as you understand yourself. Like, you need some tools to be able to do that, right? So, yeah. like... We'll go back at, to Duke and Lydia. How Duke was like, emotions have nothing to do. They were they sat here at the table with us. You know, they're, they're noise. They're, I'm an engineer. You know, I want to figure things out. Yeah. And then he realized, oh, wait, emotional needs are the tools to figure it out. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, once we started you know, understanding each other more, I think it has made everything um, just easier, I guess, but also just, just different. Like you are, you're seeing things from a different perspective. And yeah, I think I was actually thinking the same thing. I was going to bring this up as well. Like one thing that I've learned is, you know, we've, we've talked about seeking understanding with each other and understanding Amy's past hurts give me like a window into her mind of if she gets hurt something today, then I can like figure out what that hurt is bringing up from her past and what emotional need she needs fulfilled. And then I can better comfort her. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's like basically what you're saying is like just yeah. understanding your spouse better and, and your spouse understanding you better so that, you know, like, why are you, why are you doing this? Like, you know, there'd be, there'd be, right. there, there's sometimes where I'm just like, just suck it up. Just suck well, it and up. That's where, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's bigger than that. 
But right. I think what Chris was saying is understanding them now. You're value adding, knowing their story and their history, which helps you understand now better. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I wanted to yeah. add to yours, Eric, yeah. what it also does, besides helping your brain to understand, oh, wait, that's why she's really flipping out when this isn't such a big deal. Right. Where a typical husband goes, right. I don't understand what the big deal is. Right. But it also breaks your heart a little bit more and gives you more empathy right. and more of a, an ability to be like, oh, gosh, she really is going through something. Right. And you focus less on yourself of, there goes date night. Right. But instead, it's, gosh, it's happening to her. Right. Again. You're walking in her shoes. You're seeing through her eyes. You're feeling her heart. Yeah. Well, and that's what we have to work on. And I, I missed the last you know, two weeks where it was the, the you know, what, are, what, what needs work? What, what are the bad things? But um, I will add like that even though that has become our – um, an ex, you know, a, a primary tool for us, which is a good thing. We're still working on, um, I think, responding in that way in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. like our our communication skills, which is something that we've you know just been working on forever. I guess I mean, everybody does, but like we see things a lot of times from such different perspectives or mindsets that like. We'll be having a conversation. Well, like we were talking about the arguing earlier, like one one person thinks we're just talking and the other person is like taking a front to right. whatever you're talking about. Right, right. right. So we see things from like such a different perspective um, that one or both of us bristles. And then maybe later after we talk, you know, talk it out or think it through on our own, then we're like, OK, well, put this together with that. And OK, now I'm seeing it from the other person's perspective and and their response makes more sense or whatever right. but it's 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 like a work in progress you almost want to ravel it not unravel it later what do you mean <laughs> i'm just trying to make up a word but you know, like, <laughs> there's there ends up being conflict and later on you have to unravel wait so when i said this you took it as that yeah and that brought back this and that was that like it'd be better if in the moment you're like oh wait okay i can see that that hurt her feelings and oh i see i, I took her need for respect there and he and she's thinking, oh, okay. Well, he needs to be appreciated, but I didn't do that. You know, right? You, you're getting to it later, which is still ahead of ninety percent of couples. You're saying mm-hmm. your goal is, yeah, to get better at it now, right? Right. In the moment. In the moment. Right. right. When you can recognize it in the moment, which, I mean, Amy and I are still working on. So there's still stuff that I don't, yeah, understand why, you know. But there, there's, we've come a long way because it is. It's so frustrating when you're like. Why are we having the same argument again? We why are we? Into it why, I know, right? Why are we still? <laughs> there's, a, there's a podcast that you might be interested in. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Why are we still not? How is how is this not solved yet? You know what I mean? And yeah. then you're like, oh, because she's. This is what she, this is how she sees it. Well, like, and, and that is not gonna necessarily change. You know, so it's, right. And it took me a long time to like understand that. You, like you may not get over it or like your spouse might not get over whatever that hurt is and they and i don't know how else to put that other than like it's always going to be the thing and you always have to be ready to meet that need you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's always going to be a hurt that's there and you can like meet that need and comfort that need and you can go back and you can talk about that hurt and you can comfort that hurt but like in my mind, like it's always going to rear its ugly head a little bit because it still does. Like there's one specific hurt with Amy that like rears its ugly head all the time. And I know exactly when it strikes and I can meet that need in the moment, Mm. but it's still there. Even though I've talked to 
that little girl back in you know back in the day you know what i mean you're so, like a gunslinger you're like i see him. <laughs> gotcha <laughs> but, i want to be a gunslinger too but jay you're like eh, i don't know about that no i agree okay okay what i'm what i want to add to your point of why do we still have that fight when yeah. gosh you're part of this podcast you understand emotional needs everything else now this may not be your answer but for a lot of people all we've done in the last 20 minutes is talk about your spouse's emotional needs and understanding them and that gives you the tools and everything else too often we don't understand our own we really haven't looked into it mm. you know why does it bother me when somebody does this mm-hmm. and why do i get so angry when my spouse does this we don't understand what needs aren't being met in our own life oh, let man. alone our spouses Ugh. If and only then, there was a test. To no, I, I just—I was just thinking. There's somebody in my life that I, I just want them to realize that's so much. And then, secondly, why does it keep happening? Well, because—and this can transition into just general healthy practices of marriages—there are hurts in each of our lives that if we don't have comfort attached to, and we don't really properly heal from. And I will add, I don't know of many people who have successfully healed from past emotional hurts from their upbringing right they've understood them yeah they maybe had some work on them but really exhaustive really in-depth comfort attached to their pain then that's always going to be a raw spot and so like you just said eric anytime knowingly or unknowingly yeah you tread on that bing bang boom now if yours if your past hurts that aren't comforted clash the emotional needs present that cause the hurts with hers mm-hmm. well there it is yeah because there's still healing to be done which takes a lot of aggressive work and a lot of emotional work and so that's probably one of the reasons yeah. why that doesn't and that can be happen. daunting no i think you're absolutely right you're like laying out exactly what happens Might between be us and, and, many, and a many, lot of people. many couples but like yes <laughs> like and, we need to heal and from so that's a, a good personal growth you know one of the things that i was taught in our training is they talk about goals and it's so funny because even the minute they said it then when i was reviewing some stuff now i'm like not a goal guy i don't i don't set goals you know i don't it's just not what i do yeah but i point towards growth so whether you want to call it a goal or growth you know it's good to have personal growth personal goals which could be the healing of a lot of past hurts that i want right. to take steps in our marriage because the more i am emotionally mature and secure and healed well the better spouse i'm going to be yeah and so there are steps to take in that that every really good very good relationship will have some of those personal goals personal growth components yeah you wanted to chime in eric yeah i was going to say and that rings really true with me because like a for again for a long time like i just i was like i was like this is this isn't a hurt for me it's not a hurt for me. I'm like, but it just turns out like I was just numb to it. Like I was mm-hmm. so hurt to it. I was just numb to it. And I was like, that's just the way life is. That's just the way it is. But like, really, it was just sucky things that happened like growing up. And we've talked about, I had a great childhood. If you look on, you know, on the books, you know, like everybody, every, even if you do parent, both parents are still alive. Both parents worked hard and, you know, provided, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Still but, but, there. Like, but the hurt's still there. And I was like, that can't be it. Like, that's insane. You know, but then like, you know, as we, as you love to say, Jay, unpacked it. Um, <laughs> uh, you wrestle with it. And Unravel, thank you. <laughs> um, it just, it, it just, it becomes more and more obvious. Um, and 
and it is that what you were talking about jay like you know being more aware of yourself and developing that and 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 all those goals that you have for yourself and i just wanted to add to i love jay that you used the word growth because that is a word that has come up with amy and i lately um my therapist yes i'm not afraid to say that there should be there are therapists in my life um but no i've i have had um like a an aversion i guess to the word change because i think i bristle to it in the sense that like well here i go i need to change again i'm not good enough i gotta change again i gotta change again Mm. and but when he said Let's like change the perspective. Oh, well, no. go again. Yeah. He probably didn't use that word. You're fired. But let's... <laughs> You're fired, sir. I'm changing therapists. <laughs> <laughs> but he used two words: grow and build. You know, and like that's something we're always trying to. Of course, we need to work on. Growing. I don't want to change. Grow, I can grow. Yeah, we, you want to. Well, those are positive words in a sense, as opposed to change being at least somewhat having a negative change connotation. Means not good enough. Right, exactly. Mm, Whereas grow and build means you are... Getting better. Getting better. It doesn't matter where you are. You can already be great, but of course you want to grow and build your relationship like forever, you know? So that perspective the right there i've used that word about 20 times tonight but and bristle a lot of bristle talk i like the bristle (laughs) bristle talk in rome (laughs) so we want to have personal growth or personal goals of healing and getting better and stuff like that and you can throw in all your other personal goals whatever uh but spiritual we don't really talk a lot about that like if you think about it what nobody said tonight nobody said tonight you know what it's really important is i pray really hard for my wife now one person said that. Now, do we all pray for our wives? I was probably sure. the closest. The you, were the closest. <laughs> you were the closest. Brian, you were the closest. Brian, you win. Brian, you Brian win. wins. <laughs> but you know how often, how much? You know when I teach couples, and I say that one of the components is Christ is at the center of your relationship, or God is at the center of your relationship. I said I don't mean, and I said it at uh, Heinz Chapel. I said I don't mean like a cute Pinterest plaque on the wall of your dining room that God is in control. Like no, it's saying God, what's wrong with her? She won't tell me how can I bless her and then shutting up and listening for the still small voice of God. You know, that is an essential thing, making sure that we're spiritually healthy so that we can um, be in touch with God who loves our spouse more than we could possibly ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And so also, whether it's praying together, reading the Bible together, whatever, making sure you're growing spiritually, not just personally, and then having overall marriage growth or marriage goals. And so that goes back to the date night to the marriage staff meeting um, and some other things as well. So it's good to have those goals and those grow things in mind when you're saying, hey, how can we make our relationship better? And in that, we can all do better. What? Uh-oh. No, no, no. I'm going somewhere (laughs) with this. Go Go ahead. ahead. Are you going to here? No. Uh, Because I wanted to point out that Jenna Ruth. Jenna Ruth. She said, listen, listen. Listen. And listen some more. Pause and think before you respond. So those are some things that they put in their relationship. And those all include, those are all very important things to do. I like listens. Good. Yeah. Listens. Good. Listens. Good. But the third listen. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the most important one. Well, and it is a good piece of advice. Like if your spouse comes home and they're angry at work, they don't want you to fix the problem. They just no, want right. you that goes to goes back to, to emotional listen. responding. Yep. And then think, uh, my, my grandfather, uh, or my, my grandfather-in-law, Alexis's grandfather, one of the most straight up amazing men that I've ever had the pleasure to know in my life. Um, that was his thing. 
like he he imparted it in uh, my father-in-law who became a general um, the other son became like this lawyer and and it was think just think like listen think and 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 so uh, Jenna Lee Jenna Ruth Jenna Ruth um, uh, it's, it's it's simple but it's it's so true to go back to the do better yeah when, yeah. Le- when I when Lex and I were having our date night on Friday we were talking oh that would have been my food too we went to Smoky Bones <laughs> and they have this giant thing of <laughs> meat it wasn't great um, but we're talking and she was like I was listening to your podcast and like I, I don't know if it was in the last like episode or two when did you guys stop stop doing do better so I was like <laughs> you're the first person that I've first heard person that that. I think it was Ju- like July or something like that. Like we oh, stopped was it before it, that, right? I don't even know. Could have been late point. May. So, and and we had we had talked about it. Like, do we want to stop doing this? And we're just like, well, let's just stop doing it and see if anybody notices. And it was from whatever time it was until this past Friday, where Lex was like, eh, I didn't hear it do better. So, not Lex. Back, can't, Lex can't do better. Not back <laughs> by no demand. <laughs> <laughs> it has not been missed um and so that would be it for episode 134 please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com while there please do take our relational needs questionnaire it's going to help you out so much thank you for joining us at the table for lunchtime in rome good bye and good night and we will see you in two weeks we're going to take a break next week so come back in two weeks i'm going to go dry some parsley Bye. I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Not backed by no demand. We didn't go to the pumpkin patch. Bristle. A lot of bristle talk. I like the bristle. Bristle talk in Rome. (laughs) My my chili has come out. You're like a gunslinger. You're like, I see him. Gotcha. (laughs) Change. You look over at the parsley on the the window and it's like. (laughs) Yeah.